welcome to another episode of the Adventures with Daniel podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Muldeon. I'm going to be talking to you about rooftop tents today. You might have seen that they're all the rage on Instagram and Facebook, and the pictures look magnificent of these roof-mounted tents open in the most extreme and remote parts of the world, under beautiful tree canopies, and out in the desert, under the evening sky. And while many of those are true, the rooftop tent is not the only solution or necessarily the best. There are lots of different options out there, but today we're going to focus specifically on the hard-sided rooftop tents, which I've dubbed the pillbox style and the wedge style. And basically the difference is the pillbox style is one where the whole unit lifts up both front, back, and both sides, and creates what looks like a pillbox, whereas the wedge style is where basically just the back opens up and it pivots off the front of the hard-sided rooftop tent and makes a wedge-shaped design on the roof of your vehicle. Each of these offer the pros and cons, and I just wanted to put this podcast out there, so if you're in the market for this type of rooftop tent, you have an opportunity to get some feedback I currently have a roof nest pillbox style on the top of my F-350. It's also been on my Jeep Grand Cherokee, so I have used it on other vehicles. My brother has a wedge style on the top of his Jeep Grand Cherokee. And that version is uh, a brand that's no longer around called Simple Outdoors, but the setup is similar to many of the wedge styles. So we're going to start with the pillbox because that's the one I'm most familiar with, being as I own that one. The pillbox pros, to be specific. So one of the things that I love most about the pillbox version is you get windows on all sides. There are some brands like the James Baroud, which have something like 17 windows, or maybe it's 717. Obviously not that many, but the point is you get basically... 360 degrees views while you're on the roof of your vehicle, which is pretty slick because you never know what's out your front window or your side window, whether it be wildlife or the sunrise or the sunset or a stream or whatever those things are, just your friends down there hanging out at camp while you're snoozing away or hanging out uh, in your rooftop tent taking a nap. So having the ability and the accessibility out of all the windows and doors is pretty awesome. You can get amazing cross breeze as well, and it helps to regulate the temperature if it's hot in the tent. Um, but mostly I like it because of the, the viewing that you get when you're six, seven feet off the ground and all the windows and doors are open. It's pretty magnificent. Another benefit of the pillbox version is you can lay either direction. And if you have two of you and maybe you don't like to be shoulder to shoulder, you could sleep where one individual has their feet at one end and the other individual has their feet at the other end with plenty of room and both of you have your own doors and windows or if you just want to change it up or maybe you can't get perfectly level and having your head on the uphill side is easier on one side of the tent than the other you have that flexibility and those options in the pillbox version Another benefit of the pillbox is there's more usable interior space. Because the whole thing lifts up, you sort of have like a little house in there. And it's not super tall, which we'll get into when we get into the cons. 
but it's still pretty nice. You could, you know, maneuver around or you could put on your clothes. You could stack your gear, all the things that you need to do inside of there. And it is pretty comfortable. So some of the cons with the pillbox, which I just alluded to, is there's a low head height. Now, mine's a little older version, and many of the newer ones have a taller head height. But I'd say you want to get as close to 40 inches or taller as you can. Mine, I want to say, is about 32 to 34, and I can barely sit up in it just to, like, put my pants on. You kind of have to lay down. It's a little bit awkward. I'm not a huge fan of that. They have corrected that with some of these other newer units, which I think is super important because being able to change inside your rooftop tent is clearly a benefit over having to get up, get out, go down, find a place, change, get back in the tent. It's super frustrating. So look for the units with as tall of head height as you can get. The pillbox also takes longer to set up and break down because obviously you've got a unit where all four sides lift up vertically. So you have latches on all four sides of the unit and then the straps and so forth on the front and the back. So while the deployment isn't substantially longer, when you're putting it away, it does take some more time because you've got to bring down the front and the back of the unit instead of like the wedge style where you just have one side that's propped up and you can just pull the strap down to close it. The other difficult thing with that setup is if you have a tall vehicle or a vehicle with a long hood or a wide vehicle, it can be hard to access the front or back strap. So for example, I have mine on my F-350 right now and my F-350 has a camper shell on the back. I'm only about five foot seven. So I basically need to keep the ladder out of the tent so that I can use it to climb onto the top of the camper shell to pull the back of the rooftop tent down and to help reach over the hood without stepping on the hood and denting either my cowl or the hood itself, trying to pull it down. So it can be a little awkward if you have a big vehicle like I do. If you're just tossing it on top of like a crossover or a sedan or something like that, this probably isn't nearly as big of an issue I didn't really have these same problems when I had it on my Jeep Grand Cherokee. So it's mostly just because my Ford is substantially bigger and the hood is longer and wider and I've got the camper shell on it. If I didn't have the camper shell, it would actually be pretty easy because I could just walk right into the bed of a truck and pull the unit down before latching it. But just something to keep in mind. And then also you've got more moving parts in the pillbox version. So you do have potential failure points that don't exist in the wedge style version. Now that's not to say the pillbox is bad. Obviously that's the one that I have and I love them. They're just some things that you need to take into consideration if you're trying to determine should you buy a pillbox or should you buy the wedge. So we'll jump now into the wedge style rooftop tent and the things that they do well. So the pros. One thing that's really nice is they have a huge entry door slash window generally off the back of the vehicle. And when you roll it up, you just have this massive view at whatever direction your vehicle is looking at, which is pretty slick. And I'm a big fan of the netting that they come with and the view that it provides. Um, another thing that's nice about the wedge style is while the overall interior space that's usable is reduced, 
the area at the back half where the wedges are tallest is definitely more usable than the pillbox version because it's so tall. So you could easily sit back there and put on a shirt, for example, or sit up vertically, which is nice to do if you're just farting around in your rooftop tent or if you're needing to change or whatever those things are. Another benefit of the wedge style is it is easier to deploy since you're only really releasing one end of it and the front is basically attached and, and staying connected. The deployment is super fast. You undo a couple of latches, you push up on it um, just real lightly and the struts inside of it just pick it up. So the deployment is fast and, and incredibly easy. But not everything is perfect in the wedge style either. So some things that you may wanna take into consideration is sleeping in either direction while doable is not nearly as comfortable. Because of the design of the wedge style, the front portion is much lower head height, sometimes only inches or maybe a foot. So for the individual that has their head down that way, if you're claustrophobic, it may not be ideal for you. And I believe most people sleep with their head at the tall end of the wedge and their feet at the lower end. And if you have large feet, you could potentially kick the interior ceiling area while you're moving around at night. Also, because of that large canvas opening, that uh, the back door or the primary entry point and window has, it does expose the tent to more potential leaks and elements. If the weather is coming from the direction that your tent is open, it is hard to keep everything sealed just because there's so much fabric and such a large opening there that wind and rain and snow could potentially blow in there easier than say a pillbox which sits much lower when it's deployed. Another thing to keep in mind is the tent is substantially taller when it's deployed. So if you're in some low clearance area or overhanging branches, something to that effect, the wedge is not gonna be ideal because it does open and it is quite tall by the time you get it to its full deployment. And then one other thing that you wanna consider is the lack of windows on all sides. Many of the wedge campers come with windows on three of the four sides or two of the four sides. Really the most you could possibly get is three of four sides because the four side, which is mostly the front generally, is very sh shallow and attached to itself. That's sort of the hinging point mechanism. So there's really no way to put a window there. So at best you get three sides with windows or potentially just two. So that's just an overview of the pros and cons of these two types of rooftop tents. In short, I think they offer a great solution. They're fast deploying. They give you protection from the elements and the ability to sleep in virtually unlimited locations. So there's been situations where an area may be a low drainage point that water collects in and because you're on top of the vehicle it almost doesn't matter that water collects below you because obviously the vehicle is between you and the water which is nice the tents themselves are high quality i would definitely recommend spending as much money as you can and getting one with as many options as you can especially if you're going to be spending any amount of time in it 
if this is just something where you go out like once a year, it really probably doesn't matter how good the quality is. But things like zippers, you would expect to fail more quickly. The canvas will likely not be as waterproof or sealed. The mattress could be severely lacking in comfort. And some things like being able to remove the lining to wash it are options that may not exist in the least or less expensive versions. But let's be honest, the Instagram pictures are awesome because rooftop tents look great. And they've really changed the dynamic of travel and camping and fast deployment. I mean, I don't know if there's anything better than getting up to camp and less than two minutes later, you have a dry spot that's warm and comfortable. Many of them are tall enough, you can just leave your bedding right in them. So you have virtually no deployment time. And I think that is just ideal, especially if you're running and gunning. You know, if you're staying in a place for four or five or six days, sometimes the rooftop tent in general may not be the best option just because getting in and out of them all the time is a little bit more difficult. You've got to go up a ladder and, you know, it's on top of your vehicle. Um, but if you're just there for the night and then you're pulling chocks and going, it's pretty slick. One other thing to keep in mind with rooftop tents in general is just the fact that you sort of need to make a base camp wherever you are. You're obviously not going to be driving your vehicle with your rooftop tent deployed and many people create their car as basically their kitchen and their bedroom and their changing room and all those things so you know if you're pulling up just for a couple of hours you know obviously just popping the tent it, it would be easier to bring a hammock or a mat that you could just lay on on the ground than trying to deploy your tent and put your tent away and you know, drive your vehicle and these types of things. So while not a perfect solution, I do think that they offer a lot of opportunities for people to get out and adventure further and more comfortably. And I think that's something that's underrated in the world of outdoor recreation and adventure is just the pure comfort um, that you should have because the more comfortable you are, the more you're able to enjoy the experience. And sure, there's hardcore guys and gals out there that don't need as much comfort maybe as some of the rest of us but i can say that those individuals given an opportunity to be comfortable will choose that over discomfort many times and the rooftop tent definitely offers that most of them come with a three or four or even five inch pad inside they come with various different uh, attachments like in the ceilings and on the walls for your shoes and extra gear and they're just really well thought out and progressing well i can't recommend the Roof Nest enough. They're a pretty big player in the rooftop tent game. They're actually based here in Colorado, and they make really solid products. So I would surely consider them, but there's lots of other brands that you could look at as well. And don't forget, you could probably pick these up used. Um, you do need to make sure that the dynamic load capacity of your vehicle's roof rack can support a rooftop tent, but most of them can. And the static weight of the roof rack is generally about two to four times more than the dynamic load rating. So if your dynamic load rating is say 180 pounds and your static load rating, which is basically what it means when you're not in motion, might be 400 or 500 pounds because it's just not nearly as much stress obviously when you're parked as when you're driving on the interstate. So I hope this information was helpful for you. I had a little conversation here on rooftop tents and overlanding. It's a great opportunity to just make things more fun while you're out there car camping slash overlanding.
I truly appreciate you taking the time to listen. I encourage you to go check out my website. I do offer a free adventure request there. So if you're in Colorado, visiting Colorado, interested in adventures around Colorado, you can submit a free request with some requirements on what you're looking to do. And I can put together an itinerary for you. It's a pretty neat feature. I've also got the blogs posted there. Um, you can visit my YouTube channel at Adventures with Daniel. Instagram is Adventures with Daniel. And if you'd like, you could reach out to me directly at Daniel at adventureswithdaniel.com. The website is also Adventures with Daniel. And uh, I'd love to have you on the show. You know, we can talk outdoor recreation, outdoor adventure, RC, flatwater paddling, overlanding, human powered adventures, God, nature. Um, lots of different topics, and uh, I just like to connect with people. So if that sounds interesting to you, send me an email, and let's get on the air together. Again, I appreciate you listening, and remember, until the next time, to adventure on.